And today we're going to look at one of the minor prophets or a book or a prophet whose book falls in the book of the 12. And the book of the 12 or the minor prophets is a group of names given to them, not to diminish their role or their emphasis in scripture. Those titles are simply because the minor prophets are considered to be the, some of the shorter books of prophecy in the, the new, in the Old Testament. And the book of the 12 is given to that group of prophets because it's the last 12 books of the Old Testament. And I love reading the minor prophets. I took a class on them in my time at Johnson. And today we're going to be looking at a small passage from Hosea who's considered a minor prophet. But before we jump into that scripture, uh, I just want to share with you guys a little story. Uh, so growing up, my family, we had labs. We had them all the time. We had black labs. We had chocolate labs. We never had a blind lab, even though I really pushed to get one. But we, we loved those dogs, and they meant the world to us. And some of you know this about me. My parents divorced when I was quite young. And when they divorced, it was tough on me. It was tough on the family. And it, was, it, it split the family, and it split who got the dogs. So my dad got our chocolate or our black lab Lucy at the time. And Lucy, Lucy had lived at the home that I grew up in her whole life. And so when mom, mom got the house in the divorce, so she got sent to stay with dad. And Lucy didn't like that. She, she was there with my dad for about two weeks, and she decided she was coming home. And my dad lived 15 miles away from where we were, and she had to trek over a major U.S. highway and several state highways. And it, she did it and got there safely. But she, she had a, a longing desire to return home. And several years later, we're going to skip ahead, my family had another lab, a chocolate lab we, that we called Bear because when he was a puppy, he looked just like a grizzly bear. And we moved from my childhood home to another house across town, and we brought Bear with us, and he didn't like that either because he was leaving his childhood home. So he made the trek across town multiple times to our old house to, just to simply return to where he was from. And that feeling that my dogs, Lucy and Bear, had, the feelings they went through, it was just a sense of longing to return to what they had always known and what they felt was right. And that passage is very, has a very similar theme that we're going to look at today. Today's passage, God has a sense of longing for his people to return. They want, he wants them to return to him and walk in the ways that he had commanded them to. Hosea chapter 14, verses 1 through 7 says, Return, Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously, that we may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never say our gods to what our own hands have made. For in you the fatherless find compassion. I will heal their waywardness and love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. I will be like dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily. Like a cedar of Lebanon, he will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree. His fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. People will dwell again in his shade. They will flourish like a grain. They will blossom like the vine. Israel's fame will be like the, li the wine of Lebanon. And I absolutely love this passage from Hosea. But I just want to give a little bit of context about this passage. 
when Hosea, when he was being a prophet and ministering to, to Israel, it was in a time of prosperity. And he was ministering during the restoration. They were coming out of this big, dark time. And as we've seen, as we've studied this, this passage, or th- as we study the story of the Scripture, every time Israel is, is coming out and having peace and prosperity, what happens? They fall. And it is exactly what happens. Disobedience typically happens in those places. And the Israelites began to allow social principles and their morals to reach levels that were sinful, wrong, and disobedient to God's commands. They exploited the poor and they worshipped idols. And, and shortly after having this big prosperous time, things come crashing down. The Assyrians in this time quickly conquered the Israelites and capti- into captivity they went. That all happened during the, ra- or during the time that Hosea was ministering to the Israelites as a prophet of the Lord. And I don't know if you caught this when I was reading it, but there was something that was extremely important, a word that was, was, was repeated a few times. And the prophets, when they were written, the books of prophecy were written in Hebrew, Hebrew poetry. And repetition was a major factor in Hebrew poetry. And a repeated word in our passage today from that Hebrew poetry was return. The Hebrew word used for return is shub. And shub is a common verb that's used on multiple occasions in the Old Testament. Shub, it, it simply means to return, to turn or to come back to something that was previous. On many occasions in the Old Testament, the word shuv can, is often can be replaced or used as a substitute for the word repentance. The overall theme of the, the entire book of Hosea in its entirety is to shuv, to repent, to return. Hosea is telling all of Israel to shuv, to return, to repent, and, and to return to the Lord their God. Knowing the definition of shub, when we look back at this passage, it's very clear to see that the very first verse is a call, a call to action, a call to repent. It says, return Israel to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. This verse is an invitation to all of Israel, to those who had stumbled. And it was Hosea's last call for the Israelites to repent. And I I love how this passage addresses sin and the forgiveness of sin. In verse 2, Excuse me. Hosea shows the first step, steps to the Israelites of what, how to receive forgiveness, and that was to confess their sins. And that's not some foreign concept. David did this in Psalm 32.5. He says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave my sin. David confessed his sin after Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah. Hosea demonstrated that the first step was to seek God and ask for his forgiveness and confess that sin was there. It takes realizing that sin is in place and that's driving us away for God for, <clears throat> for, it to ha- for us to be forgiven. It takes realizing that sin to be forgiven. Verse 3 tells us the Israelites, that they were not to trust in man or in countries or in national powers or in 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 alliances, their path was to fully trust in God. It takes real and verse three also continues with some some powerful words about repentance. With Israel having to renounce their images of the gods of their alliances, 
In verse 4, it tells of God providing this healing and sharing of his love. Verses 5 and 6, it relates Israel that it relates Israel to the plants that were seen very extremely fondly and that would be put on display in a garden, meaning the nation of Israel would be admired just like plants in a garden would be admired. And in verse 7, it's a promise to the Israelites that the future day will flourish and blossom with their fame spreading abroad like the fame of Lebanese wine. So you may be wondering, what does this, this ancient passage from this prophet mean for us as a modern-day believer? What does some ancient prophet have to do with us? You may be asking, why does such a small book play an important role? Well, I believe that we can take this text and apply it to our daily walks with Jesus Christ. This passage was a call to shub, to return, to repent. Church, I believe we need to do that too. We, we know Romans 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of the God. We all know that we're sinners. We all have sinned. We all need to shub to simply return to God, to repent of our sins. I believe that God's calling us to shoot, just as he did the Israelites. I believe that God wants us to have that feeling that my dogs had from such a long time ago, to a longing to return, to return to him. He wants us to have that longing desire to return and to be with him and to repent of our sins so that we are reliant on him. He wants us to obediently follow Jesus and in order to do that, we got to recognize that we are sinned and confess those sins to God. We must acknowledge sin and come to God with a heavy heart asking for forgiveness. 1 John verses chapter 1, verse 8 through chapter 2, verse 2 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an ad advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. God is, is simply calling us to recognize that we are sinners. He wants us to confess our sins to him. He's calling us to shoot, to return, to repent. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and for the sins of the world, who we just remembered it by partaking in communion. And all, all he asks of us is to confess our sins to him and be obedient to his word. So will you be obedient to God, your Father in heaven? Will you answer that call to shoot and to repent? It's up to you because God, God's done his part. He sent Jesus, he reached, and he's reaching out his hand today, asking for you to, to ask for forgiveness. The only thing left is, will you do your part? Will you take God's invitation to shoo, to return, to repent? Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I, I thank you for this day. I thank you that we have the opportunity to look at your word and to look at the words from your prophet Hosea. And to see that, that you called your nation of Israel to shoot, to return, to repent, God. And that, that you're doing the same for us. That you want us to for, ask you for forgiveness of our sins, God. So I pray that in our daily lives that we do that. that. That we come to you asking forgiveness for when we fall short, God. I pray all of this in your son's name. Amen.